Hey, hey, family. Welcome to the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I am one half of the dynamic duo. I am DJ. I want to say what's up to my co-host, Big Mike. What's up, man? DJ, what's up? How are things? Oh, everything is cool, man. Everything is cool. We got so much going on in the yeah. sci-fi comic book front. Most definitely. A whole, a whole lot of whole lot of news. Some of it good, some of it not so good. <laughs> well, not so good if you're a DC fan. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. It just, it just, it just all depends on your perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they were uh, just, in, in in my opinion, I thought they were getting off on the good foot. Uh, I did every, too. Every, you know, like James Brown on the good foot. I thought they were, okay, starting to turn things around. Yeah. Wonder Woman 84 was a, uh, it, it was uh, horrible. We all know that. It was, it was most definitely horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but but then they rebounded with, uh, in my opinion, the Batman. You know, romantic Batman was really yeah. really good. Yeah, and, definitely, definitely. I, I think the Bat Vampire is the best thing they've done in quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It is part two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking forward to part two. Hopefully, we gonna see because Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, uh, uh, Discovery, they out here lobbing heads off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for those who may not know, news broke this week uh, that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, when they're looking at their streaming arm uh, of the of the corporation, they're going to axe the completed or at least the filmed. I won't say completed because it was still in post-production. The uh, filmed, uh, they have filmed all principal photography for Batgirl. And yeah. Warner Brothers came out this week, and they said, "Nope, gotta go, gotta go." And that's, that's just kind of—I don't know—that whole thing kind of struck me by surprise. So, what you're saying is that Warner, Warner Brothers took over from the previous entity because, because I guess my whole question was, if you look at what it takes to make a movie, there's there's the proposal stage, there's the let's read the script stage, there's the casting. That's the setup stage. Then it's the filming and post production. Mm-hmm. Through all of those stages, it took them until they got it finished before somebody said, "Yeah, this is terrible. This shouldn't come out." You know, they couldn't determine that when they read the script. Why does it take maybe a hundred million dollars down the drain before you realize, "Yeah, this is this is awful. Let's not bring this out." Well, you know, word on the street is is that they're going to get a tax break and a write-off because of this. Uh, but it looks like from all the sources and articles I've read, it's only going to be like $20 million on a $90 million movie. Mm. And, you know, it's a whole lot of stuff swirling. So I read an article in Screen Rant okay. uh, about this whole situation. And, and you know, we got to take this with a grain of salt. It's a, it's a guy, he's an insider. His name is uh, Matt Baloney. Right. Okay. So, I mean, his last name is Baloney. So, firstly, I was like, you know, it's B E L L O N I, Baloney, not, you know, the wow. traditional spelling. But yeah. I was like, okay, should I take this guy seriously? But according to Matt Baloney, uh, that he talked, he spoke with someone who uh, was, uh, you know, a, a, a screener or a, uh, you know, he got an early peek at the Batgirl movie, which they right. always do. They always show it to, you know, some lucky or unlucky person. Or people uh, to see the movie and uh, see what the film is. And early indications were that the film uh, was uh, it, it, the stakes weren't that high, 
it was more like a uh, television episode wow. than an actual movie. But I take that with a grain of salt because a lot of stuff seems like that, you know, before post-production. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of stuff. So anybody who's seen a film like that or has seen the the inner workings of a film or been part of, of any type of film, even as an extra, there are certain things that don't always look like they're going to pan out. That's yeah. why, you know, a movie can be made or break, uh, ma- made or unmade by editing, right? If you got a, yeah, a good editor and you have a good crew for post-production, you can really make something that looks like it's going to flop into something magical. Uh, so, you know, we could take that as what it is. But according to Matt Baloney, this is what this early, yeah, this, this person saying saw, you know, that uh, I wasn't ready and all this. And I I just, I, I don't know how to feel about it. But what's your what's your take on it? I don't know. My, my take is if this is the same management team that, man, if you look at, at DC's, uh, battlefield full of dead bodies, let's call it. <laughs> if you look at Wonder Woman 84, if you oh. look at the first Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. if you look at all of the flops they've had, and until now, there hasn't been a situation where they said, yeah, this is awful. Let's not bring this out. I don't really know, I honestly. And it would, to me, just seem like since they they've done everything and it's basically wrapped and it's ready to send to the theaters, or it's almost ready to send to the theaters, it seemed like it would have been better just to bring it on out and and, and make a make a, a few dollars out of it. Mm-hmm. Now that ninety million dollar budget you told me is is eyebrow raising. In twenty twenty two, ninety million dollars just isn't what it used to be. I, re- I remember going to see Terminator 2 back in 92, 90, 92, yeah. And in those days, that that movie had a phenomenal budget. And this is forecasting to the future, boy, I'm mm-hmm. fan. T2 cost $100 million to make in 1992. That's right. If this movie cost $90 million to make in 2022, <laughs> hmm. I mean, that's, that's that sounds like, a, like it's almost like a... Medea wears a cape almost because because I've heard Tyler Perry's movies are notoriously cheap because I mean he has no special effects you know his his biggest special effect is somebody getting in the car riding around Atlanta so yeah so I don't know maybe this was too terrible to bring out but I just think that's just a falling down on several people's part if you let it get to the point where it's almost ready to mail out to the to the theaters that you figured now yeah this is this is awful so well i mean, I mean so so this is a new group that made this call right since since warner brothers and discovery have now merged okay and they're talking about merging discovery plus with hbo max which i think is a horrible idea Got because it. i love hbo max being a separate thing from yeah. discovery plus maybe just give somebody a pass and say hey you know what you can get this too kind of like yeah. how disney plus does with uh hulu and espn plus like, you, know, I, you know i've never used my espn plus if yeah. i use i usually just watch it on tv or i watch one of the games but regardless of that that's how i would think it would go so these are new people who have made this call however i do think and this is just me right this is just me <clears throat> you, you know when you're looking at 
the Batgirl and what it was going to be. You were getting Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Yeah. Uh, you were getting J.K. Simmons uh, reprising his uh, Snyderverse role as Gordon. Uh, and I thought you were getting, uh, man, what's, what's the guy from The Mummy? Uh, uh, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's it. And he was going to be uh, Firefly in the movie. Okay. Okay. Which, you know, I think those three three individuals uh, and with the headliner, uh, what's her name? Leslie, uh, man, it escapes me right now. But with the uh, uh, main, main lady uh, playing, uh, young lady playing Batgirl, I was like, okay, this might be this might be something good and something different. So they, they you know, they cast the chips in, and and I look at just the same as I do New Mutants. Uh, New Mutants was said to be terrible, horrible. However, Disney released them streaming, and people, you know, it's something to watch. It's another piece of content to kind of fill your page, and most people would would kind of give you a pass. Most of us, because. You know, comic book people, you know, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it, even yeah. if it's horrible. Like, you know, I knew X-Men Apocalypse. No, I want you to say X-Men Apocalypse. I knew that X-Men Dark Phoenix was going to be terrible out of the game. Knew it was going to be terrible. After the right. reshoots and the re-edits and all this other crap, you knew it was going to be bad. You knew it was not going to be a good film. But yet, yeah, most of us still watched it just to see what the train wreck was about. Yeah. I think they could have salvaged some of this, uh, but I, I kind of know why they're doing it because they came out with a statement. Uh, I want to say it was on Thursday, and they said they're looking at uh, following the footsteps of Marvel with a ten-year plan. Wow! You know, I. But see, here's the thing with that. Marvel be Marvel, and they try to do their own thing. I mean, well, if they were gonna do that. So I guess here's my thing. If you were going to do that, don't announce it. Don't announce it. Yeah. Just just say, hey, we got a plan. We're going to work this plan. We're going to follow through with it. Because once you say, hey, we got a 10-year plan. We're going to follow this plan like Marvel. Once you introduce Marvel, now you're putting a, t- a target on your back. And you're also raising the expectations of your universe. Because my question is... What do you do with Aquaman 2 now? Yeah. And what do you do with the Flash movie now? Yeah. And what, what do you do uh, with uh, Wonder Woman? I think they, they they got Wonder Woman 3 in uh, pre-production right now. So, yeah. and then you got Shazam 2 coming out. And then, uh, yeah, and then The Rock just came out and he said, yeah, we're going to build the uh, uh, Shazam, DCEU, or universe. I'm yeah. like, what, what's going on here? Pretty much, and I guess to me it sounds very curious because if I can borrow from your hometown, could you imagine seeing Chevy coming out and say, "Yeah, I would, I would do Silverado as part of take all the best parts out of the Ford F-150." <laughs> you know, last for me. Yeah, would you really? say that our plan for the future is copying from our biggest competitor who's basically beating us now we did we're we're number two in the in the in the two-team race but we're going to borrow from the from them that's going to be our our strategy going forward i i i totally agree with you if that's what they want to do don't announce it and to me they're just all all over the place there are yeah. there are shots of ben affleck 
in in Aquaman too. He and he and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Jason Momoa are cheesing and having a good time. Michael Keaton is playing Batman in some movies, and there's rumors that there's going to be a sequel to the the Batman with Robert Pattinson. So who is Batman really, and what's your plan? And I was going to ask you. Wasn't the Batgirl going to be in the Robert Pattinson universe? I, and, and see, that's like my thing, right? Like, we, they are all over the place, yeah. and there's no jumping off point. And it was just announced, like, literally this week, just announced. Because remember the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They did so well. Everybody, I, I loved it. I, think, I thought it was a, a fantastic movie. It was well done. Outside of the normal thing that you would expect, I for a comic good. book movie, yeah, but you know it existed in its own universe in its own world. Yeah, they just announced that part two is coming out of that. So now, if if you're gonna build your own universe, what are you doing now? Are you you know oh, just man. getting the rest of this stuff out? I I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> and it will make some sense to tie some of this stuff together because. Michael Keaton is he the old man Bruce Wayne that that um that is Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond when the kid takes over, or is he just Bruce Wayne who can't retire? And is is this some some kind of multiverse tie-in? Is he Affleck and Pattinson all Batman in, in different multiverses or different universes or whatever? And, and, yeah. and that's the crazy part, right? Like, we got this Ezra Miller Flash Flashpoint movie that's coming out. And that's pretty much what they're setting it up, is that all these Batman... Uh, I was going to say Batmans. Yeah. These Batman. <laughs> Batman are coming <laughs> back together. You know, I, w- would it be Batmans or Batman? I think I, it would be Batmans, even though that sounds terrible, but they're all yeah. Batman in their own right. So... But multiple men would be multiple mans would be said said as men. Yeah, let's call them Batman. Yes, yeah, or them. just let's just say Bat people. Bat you know, people I, yeah, good. I want to apologize to my my high school English teacher <laughs> and everyone else who might be listening to this podcast yeah. for me not knowing the plural form of Batman. So I'm sorry. But getting back to it, though, you know, it's 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 crazy because honestly, honestly, you know. We, you almost want a, a, a clean break point. You know, yeah. you, you, you don't, you, it's like a bad relationship. You don't go from a, a bad relationship and jump into a, another relationship right away. Yeah. You, you kind of, you know, you give yourself a minute. Work you let things yourself. heal. Yeah. You let your heart heal. You know, you don't just go and you get out of a relationship. Now you're downloading, uh, you know, all these apps and matchups and all this other stuff in yeah. Tinder. You don't do that. You say, okay, let me get myself together. Let me heal. I'm going to go take a vacation. You know, yeah. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back strong. That's what I'm going to do. I'm strong. Yeah. That's not Warner Brothers is like, nope, mm-mm, nope. I'm out here now. That's it. Hot girl summer. That's it. Pretty much, pretty much. Hot girl summer. She she going to the beauty shop, then she going to get her nails done. That's it. Well, yeah, pretty much. And, and it's, it's funny you you mentioned Ezra Miller. Um, I haven't read up into all of the stuff he's done, but it sounds like he's pretty much a jerk in real life. And and it seems like DC is trying their best to distance themselves from him. Do you think this Flashpoint actually comes out? Uh, and I asked that because everything I read about him is 
he's an embarrassment to DC and they don't really want to bring out Flashpoint and I'm not going to believe Flashpoint is coming out until I see the actual release date. If they say Flashpoint hits theaters November 5th, let's say, then I'll say, okay, well, it's coming, but it seems like they're trying to bury that one. Well, they, they did come out and say the movie's coming out. Okay. But I, I really think that they would have been better served uh, replacing him. Just replacing okay. him uh, with someone else Great. and seeing if they can really work that out. You yeah. know, uh, just, just because, you know, I, I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to see anything with him in it. Right? You know, all this stuff, him getting in trouble in Hawaii, him and this uh, young girl and you know him taking her away from the family and i don't i mean i'm like you i don't know the entire backstory but i do know this it's not a good look it's not a good look at all not a good look and on top of all of that he's not a good actor to me well i'll 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 preface that with saying i've only seen him in the in the justice league and in the snyder cut but i wasn't impressed I, i thought he was silly and granted some of that's on the script but yeah, I, I wish they would give it to Grant Gustin. I like the Flash television show. I've fallen behind. I think I watched the first four seasons. But he's he's good enough as the Flash. And the Flash television show, people will come on and be on board with, with the Flash movie. So yeah, I think they should definitely give it to Grant Gustin. If anybody from DC is listening, give it to Grant. Or ask Grant if he wants it, because at this point, he might, he might not want to have his name attached to DC movies. But you, yeah, you know, he, he might not want to be typecast. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, I agree yeah. with you, though. Uh, and, and it's funny how that works. Like, it works in one universe, right? Mm-hmm. For Marvel, you can do that. Yeah. You can easily, like, they brought Phil Coulson, the guy who played Phil Coulson, mm-hmm. brought him from the movies to a television show. And yeah. then I think he even appeared in another movie. He was in a bunch of movies as, you know, mm-hmm. he was that through line in between that first yeah. phase mm-hmm. of the Avengers. And then he went and did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then I think he came back as well uh, for another film that escapes me. Or even look at Charlie Cox with Daredevil. Yeah. You know, he he did the streaming show Daredevil. Then he popped up in uh, No Way Home. uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Which is great. Fans loved it. Immediately took to him, gravitated to him. The same thing with John Barenthal. We're like, okay, let's bring him in Mm -hmm. as the Punisher. We don't mind. That that's just kind of the cachet that Marvel has, and Marvel can do that. Even with uh, the, the guy playing Luke Cage, like, hey, bring him on. Everybody wanted all these characters for Endgame, even though it really didn't happen. However, with DC, they're like, no, 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 we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. Give yeah. it to Grant Gustafson, or, or, or you know, give it to him. I hope I didn't butcher his name too bad, but give it to him. The You're guy's right. likable. You know, you can say what you. Yeah, you can say what you want about the Flash show, because Lord knows I do. I <laughs> I jumped off on like season three yeah. because it was just you know it was the same old same old. You know every yeah. season, you know it was some villain using the speed. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. on that. That's yeah, that's true. But I mean, if you look at at the at the television budget and what they have to to go on, and really, you know. Very few shows are going to hold your attention for six, seven seasons. You know, they should almost even, not saying that you plan for your show not to be that, that interested from the beginning, but most of these most of these shows probably need a five-year plan 
And mm-hmm. if the ratings are good enough after year three and a half, let's say, then you plan for the future. And yeah, that show probably should be canceled now if it's not already canceled. Well, it's but an inspired season now. They said the ninth season is going to be uh, the final season. It's going to have 13 episodes and that'll be it. But, I, you know, just looking at Warner Brothers as a whole, man, I'm just like, I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. I have I no idea. I don't either. And yeah, and like I said, to copy your biggest competitor and make it known, that's just not a good look. Nah, yeah. you just, you, that's you not know, a good look at all. You, you got to play some things close to the vest. You got to play some yeah. things close to the vest and just say, all right, I'm going to uh, wake this out a little bit and I'm going to just see how this works out. Right. And we're going to kind of go from there. And, and they have some kind of plan because it seems like now they have five or six different ideas and they're just trying to run all of them together. Um, I looked up the uh, the Batgirl actress. She's very attractive. Her name is Leslie Grace. Grace, that's it. Leslie yeah. Grace. That was it. Okay. And she's a black girl. I didn't, I didn't realize that until now. I'm looking at her on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing they were going a, a different direction with her. I can see her fitting in more with the with the um, Pattinson with the with the Bat Vampire verse than whatever <laughs> they're trying to do with with um, oh man uh, the the first Batman from the from the late eighties. What's his name? Beatles oh, Adam West. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, oh, you're uh, talking about in the movies. Uh, Michael Keaton. I'm sorry. Michael Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah. Beetlejuice Batman. I don't really see why they're bringing him back, unless he's this 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 old wise version of of Bruce Wayne. That's just that's what he's gonna be. Directions, but not actually wearing the cowl again. Yeah, he was he was basically coming in as a mentor, trainee type. Uh, You know, that's the type of movie they were gonna tell. And I was actually excited for it, right? Hearing about the movie. Uh, and was really hoping that it would land well because you know I got two daughters and and they love Batgirl they do and it's you know not uh you know I got two young daughters you know six and eight years old and you yeah. know it's not too many uh too many things nowadays that they can just watch you know like they can watch Wonder Woman and they're like okay that's awesome I, I would like to see more content like that for some of our young girls. You know, they want to want to see that stuff with, without a whole lot of political stuff jumping in, or a lot of other stuff jumping in. Just something they kind of watch and be like, "Oh, that's awesome! That's pretty cool." Because the whole thing is this: if you know, and I, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a minute, right? Okay, all right. All right. Everybody always talks about, "I want it darker. I want it darker. I want it rougher. I want it more mature. I want this." Well, well, you have to realize that everything can't be darker and more mature. Because there has to be some things where young kids and, and, and teenagers can kind of enter into the fray and say, hey, you know what, especially our young kids, they can they can watch it and enjoy it because that's how your industry survives. That's how it lasts a long time. Totally. Uh, you know, we're kind of seeing that now uh, with the comic book industry. You know, it's a lot of people, you know, the, the average age of a comic book reader is like in their early 40s, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. That's the average reader. Uh, you, you really want, and this is in most mediums, you really want your average to be within that, you know, that lower tier, that that, yeah. that, that 25, that mid 20s range, maybe that upper 20s range. That means you're still connected with this generation. And totally. And that's one of the things we want. We want some movies to come out to say, okay, this is an entry point 
for this or this is something just fun right maybe maybe and maybe that was what the bat girl was supposed to be maybe it was supposed to be yeah they had some serious parts to it but maybe it was supposed to be something fun and that's what I would like to see more of is stuff like that. And, and it's really a shame that uh, Batgirl got the X and not only Batgirl, but it's also uh, been confirmed that uh, there was a Supergirl uh, uh, show in the works. As well, I'm sorry, movie uh, in the works. That's got the X too. Uh, not everybody's looking like, all right, what's going to get that? And, and, and they should be careful because these are the same people, the same stuff y'all cutting are the same people who uh, uh, rallied together for a Snyder Cut? So, yeah. pretty much, pretty much, and I totally agree with I totally agree with your points. And I was just thinking, if you look at that, of most adults who like superhero movies, they got into superhero movies via cartoons and comics when they were little kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they had come out with a darker version of the Justice League when me and you were kids. Who knows whether we would even be Justice League fans now. So the campy cartoon that you saw on Saturday afternoon is what makes you want to see the Snyder Cut today. So That's I it. totally agree. It, it is important that they bring in a, a younger audience. And they need to bring in more more girls. I think it's, it's pretty cool how when Black Panther came out, you know, a lot of young girls had Shuri to look up to or had, or had a Koye to, to look up to. And I think this Batgirl would have been great. I think a Supergirl movie would have been great. And like I said, once again, how do you bring out Wonder Woman 84 if you don't bring out these movies? Because they couldn't have been that bad. But maybe it sounds like this 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 Discovery Warner merger or potential merger has some people from the other side of the house coming in, criticizing what they've done before they got together. It's like, look, nah, I know you can't bring this out. But yeah, I would rather have heard that it got delayed because was it so bad that there was nothing you could scrap out of the footage and make it better you know because the delay would mean that it's got potential and we'll tweak it and then we'll bring it out at a later date but to just toss it in the garbage and set the can on fire that's that's a whole lot that's saying a whole lot a dumpster fire a dumpster fire raging the ending of things Yes, it's, but but you know what? Here, here's the thing. Like I I agree with you 100 percent because I, I want to know now. It's got my curious curiosity up, right? Because yeah, now I'm like, okay, how bad was this thing? Yeah, how bad was it? Because now you they've kind of flipped the time. They've flipped the table some, mm-hmm. and now you know a lot of people weren't interested in it, and now they're like, okay, now I want to see it. I want to see it. I, I want to see it. And they potentially they could sit on this right for a month or two mm-hmm. and then say all right we're gonna release it streaming or whatever you know we've changed that yeah and they're gonna make money they're gonna make yeah. money it's just it's going to happen uh yeah. but we, i mean you know we'll we'll see it's one of those things that may come out in a year or two and they just kind of slip it out and, and say, <laughs> all right, here, here you guys go enjoy uh, i think but, they should but, bring it out too because um because i watched that uh, Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan as Human Torch, and I don't mean to call Michael B. Jordan out. He's just the only one of the cast I could think of, and that movie was was pretty awful. It was. It, it, it was. Redeeming qualities. Nah, it, it, it was. It was it, terrible. It wasn't a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And 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 if I could, right? If I could, that 
I hopefully with the next Fantastic Four. I know Marvel is kind of going through shift right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Hopefully they get their act together because these last few movies uh, have just not hit the mark for me. They've been mad at best, mad at best. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I would like to see, uh, because they did triumph in a couple different ways with uh, some of the movies in the MCU, right? Uh, they and and this is one of the ways that they definitely triumph. Uh, Spider Man was one of the first major characters that the MCU introduced, and they did not give us an origin story at all. Yep. He was just he was Spider Man. As yeah. soon as he came in, you know, as soon as he came on the scene in uh, Marvel Civil War, he was already spy, uh, Captain America Civil War. He was already Spider-Man. Right. Everybody knows Spider-Man has been around for since what, 62? Okay. 62, I think. Okay. He, he's been around for a long time, right? 60 right. years. He's been around for a long time. Everybody knows he gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah. Everybody knows that, right? You, you don't need to rehash that. They, they, they had to rehash it with Iron Man because Iron Man, we came out, he wasn't a popular character. Same thing with Thor, not a super popular character. Uh, same thing with Captain America. Yeah. You know, you had to introduce those characters with origin stories because nobody really knows and they right. didn't have a lot of movies already. Spider-Man has been around for a long time. No need to go out and reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. I hope they do the same thing with Fantastic Four, with X-Men, uh, with all their properties coming out. Like, yeah, you can allude to it a little bit here and there. There's no no need to invent the wheel. Would they come out with another Fantastic Four movie? They just need to be the Fantastic Four coming out the gate. And then if you kind of want to go back and revisit the origin story uh, within the scope of the movie that's already happening, fine. But I do not want to see a Fantastic Four story or, or, or movie that opens up with them going to space or <laughs> the, another dimension. I don't want to see that, right? I don't. I want them yeah. to be the, the same thing with the Incredibles. Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that's not a Fantastic Four movie. Exactly. Because... As soon as you get introduced to the characters, guess what? They're already superheroes. They're we don't need origin stories. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's how it is. But I have a little hot take, and I'm not sure what the Spoiled Milk family is going to think. I'm not going to. I'm not sure what my co-host DJ is going to think. Uh oh. But this hot take says we don't even need a Fantastic Four movie. Just oh. Give them, just give them cameo appearances. We've loved right. to see the Hulk. We've loved to see the Hulk every time the Hulk shows up. We've loved Hawkeye. We didn't need a Black Widow movie either. I'm pretending that one didn't happen. So we've, we've had some great guest starring characters who come in and fill a role and do a great job. Do we need another Fantastic Four movie or could they just come in and just help out? I, so in my opinion, you need a Fantastic Four movie. You need it. You need it. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Let's look at the Eternals, right? Okay. Eternals was not a good movie. Not at all. Not a good movie. The, the stakes, they, they, they tried to make the stakes high. The stakes were non-existent. Yeah. 
uh, people were betraying other people and did not pay a penalty for it or a cost. Yep. Uh, another CGI villain. Yep. And what, what the Eternals was supposed to do was really introduce the Marvel Universe to the greater expanse of, of space. Right? You already got the Guardians out there. The Guardians are doing their thing. Okay? But the Guardians are not connected to Earth in, in a terrestrial way. Like, the Guardians aren't going back and forth to Earth. The Guardians usually stay in space unless there's something big going on. And then they come down to Earth. That, that's it. That's why you only got to see Groot and Rock, Rocket Raccoon uh, at the end of Infinity War. And then, you you know, you really didn't see them on Earth again until the end of Endgame when everybody was fighting, you know, the, the army of Thanos. Right. Uh, however, the Fantastic Four, because they're like space explorers and their residence is Earth, it gives you that scope of going all throughout the universe, all into the multiverse, all into these places where most other characters or teams don't go. It gives you that. Because if we look at, like, let's look at the Avengers right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you got Captain Marvel, but nobody likes her. Nobody likes nobody her. Likes her. Nobody likes her. It's like, whatever. They just kind of <laughs> deal with her. You know, it's I, I hate what they've done with the Carol Danvers character because Carol Danvers is all is actually a really awesome character. Yeah, uh, but it's just like I don't know. She's a shell of herself in the MCU. And uh, some of that's Brie, Brie Larson's portrayal. I don't think people care for Brie Larson that much. Yeah, and I'm trying to get over that, right? I'm trying to give Brie Larson a pass, and none of us are perfect. I'm really, I really am. But <laughs> I, but I think the writing isn't doing. Uh, or any justice like she's not you know you you kind of gotta feel like the characters earned you know earned that spot earned that spot yeah. to be and i think the writing has been so apart but getting back to the fantastic oh, yeah. they're, they're the ones who introduce all these characters and i think it is a gross miscarriage of justice right uh because black panther comes through the storytelling of the fantastic four right. dr doom comes through the storytelling of the Fantastic Four. Uh, uh, the Sub Mariner is fleshed out through the storytelling of the Fantastic Four. There are so many things. Even when you go back and you look at, uh, what was that, Captain America, First Avenger, mm-hmm. and they're going through the World's Fair, and you see the robotic fa- uh, human torch, yeah. right? which kind of alludes us to the Fantastic Four human torch and all these things. There's so many great storylines. When you look at Galactus, you look at the Watcher, you you look at, you you know what I'm saying? You you look at all these great characters. And Kang has a connection to them. There you go. You know, through that. And and I'm really hoping like, okay, I want the, I I honestly want the Fantastic Four to be the next big thing. I, I thought, maybe Marvel could take a break from the, the the entire Avengers thing. Like, I know everybody loves Avengers, right. which is cool, but take a break from that and build up the Fantastic Four. Build up Galactus coming. Now that this Celestial is supposed to be, I think the Celestial was in the uh, middle of the Pacific Ocean or Indian Ocean or something like that. Okay, how, how about signaling that? That signals Galactus to come to Earth. 
you know how how about we build up those characters because the silver surfer how can i almost forgot the silver surfer how can i forget the silver surfer because fantastic four two was terrible that's how you forgot about the silver surfer <laughs> exactly i thought it was better than the first one i liked it i think i liked it better than the first one I think I don't I like know. When, the, when the Silver Surfer got off the surfboard, that was time for everybody to get up and walk out of the theater. <laughs> that was that was terrible. There is there has never been a time in the comics, or maybe a couple times, but to actually take the surfer off the board and let Doctor Doom ride the board for a while, yeah, that was that was that was awful. That's and a Doctor Doom move. That's a Doctor Doom move. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I does. I agree with everything you said. But I think because I think there's a there's a, a disconnect from what we see in the comics to what we'll see in the movies. Mm-hmm. They can't reproduce all these great moments in the movies. They have a limited time. Uh, you know, the longest one might have been Endgame. That was right around two and a half hours. So I think it's tough to put all of these great moments in. And I think the three Fantastic Four movies we've seen. All right, if we go to the first universe, one and two, they weren't terrible, but they weren't very, very good either. Now, that third one is just trash. That one never should have been made. If somebody oh, borrowed it all. Fanforstic. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> if, if somebody could borrow Marty's, Marty's DeLorean and I go back to 2005 or six and to stop that from being from that script even from being written that would be good but but let's just focus on the first two i think the casting um the casting was okay i had no idea johnny storm was gonna make a much better captain america than he did johnny storm <laughs> no but, no none of us knew that except yeah. for marvel kevin feige knew it that was kevin about feige it knew it that was about yeah. it so i'm just thinking going forward that it might be good if we just see Reed Richards every now and then being consulted on some kind of world-breaking problem. And maybe we see them, I don't know, we see the thing and the torch and, and Sue every now and then. But I think they might be better as guest stars, not because they don't have a wonderful story to tell and a great background of history in the comics, but because the movies have been so bad. I'm just kind of apprehensive about sitting down for another Fantastic Four movie. Well, I have a great idea. I have a great idea for a Fantastic Four opening. Uh, I'm going to save that to myself because I don't want anyone stealing my idea. But but I I have quite a few because honestly, I I am a fan of the Fantastic Four. I wasn't when I was younger. When I was younger, it was all about Mm -hmm. X-Men. To a lesser extent, it was about the Avengers. But it was right. always about, you know, for because, you know, I was really reading comic books late 80s, early 90s. Right. So that was all X-Men back then, man. They, you know, oh, you, didn't, you didn't get the premium storylines or, or artists on the Avengers as much. That wasn't until uh, Brian Michael Bendis really came in and he did a lot of amazing th- stuff with the Avengers, as well as Mark Millar when he he launched the ultimate comic books that was pretty much when i really started getting on avengers and, and kind of going back into my catalog and and reading and adding stuff into there uh even though kurt music was really good george perez they had some great runs but as for me you know my main thing was uh the x-men uh, but you know the rest of them, they had some great runs and i would read avengers almost as a secondary book 
uh, with Thor and Captain America. I never really read Iron Man until uh, Warren Ellis really jumped on there. Uh, of course, I've read Demon in a Bottle and a couple of other stories like that. Uh, but when Warren Ellis jumped in, he started writing it. That's when I kind of got in there. Uh, but I digress, right? Uh, the Fantastic Four has, you know, always been, you know, within my within my wheelhouse of comics that I, I follow. And I, I really love them, man. And uh, uh, Brian Hitch and, oh, man, I can't remember the writer right now. It's on the tip of my tongue. But they had a great run on the Fantastic Four. If you just look up Brian Hitch, okay. uh, uh, Brian with a Y, uh, Brian Hitch, he... Uh, uh, he he was the illustrator for Fantastic Four. You know what? That was Mark Millar too. And then after Mark Millar picked it up, it was someone else. I cannot remember who it is. But they had a great run of Fantastic Four comics. Uh, you you actually get a comic in there where one of them dies. Okay. Uh, and, and you know, of course, it's comic books, so they come back at a later point. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's really really good. You get the 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 four the uh, the, uh, the the Fantastic Four Foundation uh, iteration of Fantastic really really good stuff and it stretches like they they have a story in there similar to uh, X Men Day Future Past okay where the Fantastic Four of the present go to the future to fix something and then they go back to the past and it actually has yeah it has some far-reaching implications for the comic book really really good stuff though like really okay. really good stuff and it's and it's great but those stories with the fantastic four or even the trial of reed richards where you know he's taking uh he's in this galactic tribunal and right. they put him on trial uh for crimes against you know i would say crimes against humanity but it's not humanity but crimes in space humanity, yeah i think that's uh, walter simonson uh it, uh some good stuff that the fantastic four has right. that will save marvel and then another thing as well we got to see we have to see it and, and this is why they got to fix the incredible hulk we have to see the incredible hulk fixed so it can fight against the thing that is <laughs> like i mean i'm serious man like that that's a good that dream yeah that should happen like they and and they keep pushing out right here's here's how you know you got something good in the comic book universe all right you have a fight you're looking forward to so remember remember the first avengers movie Mm -hmm. uh you know tony stark and uh steve rogers have just captured loki they're in the quinjet they're going in the quinjet and they're heading back to the shield helicarrier and then out comes from nowhere thunder and lightning and it's my man thor Mm -hmm. and thor comes and he takes loki back and then you know uh iron man fights thor and then captain america jumps down there and then they get all three of them a fight you see what i'm saying it's fights like that which really build uh the anticipation of movie or even age of ultron when when uh, you know uh the hulk buster armor against the incredible hulk yeah. it's, it's stuff like that that fans really really want to see it's going to keep us in the seats what, what type of fight was in the eternals what, what what type of fight did you really get you know what did you really get in uh uh shan chi nothing you know yeah. you know it wasn't until spider-man no way home that you got green goblin 
uh, yeah. Dr. Octopus, Electro. You see what I'm saying? Though, that's the I stuff. I told you, I've been saying the same thing about, about Marvel not giving us any more A1 stories, you know, because why is it that we have to wait till 2024 for the Fantastic Four? What is going to be from now until then that's going to tide us over? I don't think the X-Men showed up on the schedule until after that. So I think that's really something that they should be focusing on because, because you know, as as we said last podcast, Eternals and Shang-Chi and, dare I say, the Captain Marvel movie and, and the two Doctor Strange movies, those are good filler movies. You know, like yeah. I like to bring up that, that Chinese restaurant <laughs> thing with the analogy. The spring roll. movie. Yeah, that's a pretty good egg roll, or that's yeah. an appetizer to get you ready for your meal. But, but your meal is the Thor movies. Well, not the not Thor so much. Well, Thor's the Thor's sort yeah, of in like the middle. Thor. Thor's in the yeah. middle. Well, Ragnarok was awesome, but yeah. your main meal movies are the Iron Man movies, are the Black Panther movies, the Captain America, and totally those Avenger movies. Mm-hmm. And some of these movies, I think, would fit better to tide you over until the great ones. But they just bringing out all these appetizer type movies now. And they really need to improve it. And as far as their streaming shows, I really thought Miss Marvel was going to be hot garbage. And I watched one and a half episodes, and it's not hot garbage, it's just kind of warm garbage. Kind of warm. Yeah, you know, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was, but it's not enough to make me want to hit that button again and bring it back up anytime soon. Yeah, so they I, really got to improve what they bringing out to it. I'm I'm not the demographic for Miss Marvel, right? It was nothing I saw about that that made me want to say, okay, I gotta see this. Yeah. It, it just wasn't. It just wasn't, right? You know, like if if maybe if I was a, a teenage young lady and you know I needed to see you know someone like me, okay, that'd be fine. But that it just wasn't my demographic. I was like, eh, whatever, I'm good. There's nothing here. Uh, really compelling me because and I've said this a thousand times if you're going to get me to watch something if you're going to get me to watch something you better have an A plus villain it better be a a real you know conflict and it doesn't have to be a multiverse conflict for me to watch it It just better be something that conflicts the character that makes them better that makes them stronger personified yeah. in a being or a person that's credible that's a credible threat and totally. you know, i saw miss marvel and i was like okay i see her but who is she you know fighting against what's yeah what, what's going on here it's like the punisher right uh i think it was punisher season two when he fought uh uh the kingpin mm-hmm. i thought that was amazing i was like yeah. wow this is this is pretty good you gotta have somebody you know this kind of pushing that or even when he fought jigsaw you, yeah. you gotta have those type of characters and, and that's not really what we're getting uh from marvel but hopefully dc doesn't make uh that mistake i know we're we know they're emulating marvel now and what they're doing yeah. but uh, we can only yeah. hope for our dc fans because you know we can coexist we coexist <laughs> yeah. you know because it's, it's, it's good to have options I think mm-hmm. that drives the competition. If if Marvel is worried about man, that that new Black Panther, new uh, excuse me, that new Black Adam was tough, so we have to top that. Or that new Justice League movie was tough, we have to top that. Yeah, I think competition is great for the fans. And as far as Miss Miss Marvel, I just I just got on to one night. I was bored, 
and I was on Disney Plus, and I'm looking at all of these titles, and I clicked on it, and you know, I sat through the first episode. the The girl that plays Miss Marvel is a very good actress. She kind of makes you want to pull for her, for her, but the show just didn't all that great. Maybe she'll do. Maybe her next role would be in something that's that's better, and and, and people can really see her because uh, she's talented. I think she's a, she's a very good actress, but the show just wasn't that compelling. I don't think. And and I agree. From all the interviews that I've seen with her, she seems like a really nice person, a cool person. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping for her sake that there was a there there is a, a demographic that watches it, right? Like you know somebody who pulls for it. Because I, I never say that I'm all the way right. There are things I'm like, ah, that looks horrible. Like the first yeah. Shazam. I saw the first Shazam trailer and I was like, no, this does not look like it's for me. And then I ended up uh, watching it. Uh, no, no, the Blu-ray was on sale at Best Buy. Okay. So I went, you know, I bought the Blu-ray and I was like, okay, you know, it looks like something that, you know, I could watch with my kids. Watch the movie with my kids. I was like, this is amazing. Like this. Yeah, it was it was very good. Yeah, it was. I was like, man, this is good. Same thing. Uh, you know, because I'm not a DC. I, I never pretend to be a DC fan. Like, I know some things about Batman. I know some things about, you know, uh, Aquaman. And, you know, I got a couple. I, I usually collect DC in miniseries. So right. one of the things I always thought about DC is just like they, they have the greater car- cartoons or animated shows, they're the better better animated shows. They oh also God. usually have the better storylines for graphic novels, or at least it used to be so. Uh, so, you know, when you looked at like Kingdom Come, yeah. or you looked at uh, Batman No Man's Land, or things like that, I was really into it. I was, they, they were good at telling a, a uh, compressed uh, story that was self-contained really yeah. good at that you know and, and and that has its place uh however you know there are things i'm like i, I don't know about this mm-hmm. and miss marvel i can't knock you for watching it because i you know hey I, I i'm i'm a little curious as well uh but i think you're right like i think that character like a lot of every character doesn't need a show exactly. every every character doesn't need a movie uh i believe the fantastic four needs one because they have, I mean, you know, they, they literally have hundreds of comics with content and a fan base. Like, they have a large fan base. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why I believe it. But every character doesn't need a show. Could we do without a Hawkeye show? Yeah, we could have. Yeah. Uh, could we have done uh, without a Miss Marvel show? Yep. Even, I dare say, a Loki show. Because it looked like they set up all these parameters and then just kind of, you know, just went away from it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I'll tell you this, though, what I would like to see, and especially if they're going to do, because they're, they're talking about doing Eternals 2. I oh, would like real? to. Yeah, they, yeah, wow. yeah. Patton Oswalt came out this week and he said something about, about Eternals 2. But if they're going to go that route, hear me out hear me out if they're gonna go that route i'd like to see them possibly uh explore the origins of thanos uh it's been done in the comic book and it's been done really well the eternals just had a mini series a couple of mini series uh dealing with their rebirth chambers and all this other stuff and you know because like in the movie where they would go in that chamber and then they'd be reborn and all that uh, well, they can't explore that with Thanos 
and Thanos became the Eternal Prime. So he was like the head honcho of all the Eternals. Okay. Uh, and he was basically taking them down a road uh, that would have killed everybody, you know, doing Thanos stuff. Yeah, doing Thanos. Thanos. Doing Thanos stuff. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty much how that went, but it was really, really good. And it would be good to see, to explore that, like as a prequel. I think the Eternals would have worked. The Eternals would have worked if they never brought them to Earth. They okay. never brought them to Earth. If they, if, if like, let's say after, and I really didn't want, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, let's say that after the snap, right, okay. Thanos' snap, that got the attention. They could have kept most of the storyline the same way. The snap and bringing back all those people could have started the process of that that eternal seed in the earth being born, right? Okay. The Eternals could have been sent to Earth to stop, uh, to, to make sure, I'm sorry, not stop, but to make sure that seed uh, matured and that it broke free, right? That could have been their job. And then in the process of coming here, they discover their humanity and they discover that human beings are worth saving as opposed to being here the whole time and then not doing anything about Thanos. You yeah. know, that, that kind of that makes them cold and and illogical to us to a certain extent. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you bring them here and then don't bring what was it like 12 Eternals or something like eight of them. It was Ooh, like way too many. Eight of them, yeah. yeah. How about bringing four or five? Bring yeah. them down here. And I then four yeah, or five exactly. and focus on more instead of giving you so much. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, no, no knock on the actors playing those characters, but the movie just wasn't very compelling. It had, to me, zero rewatchability, and you only pull in for them because they're trying to save the Earth. If That's it was it. anything less than the whole planet being blown up, that was really no reason to even pull for them. And and I really got a kick out of seeing some characters or some actors that I liked in some other shows. It was good to see Rob Stark has, has, has gotten some more paychecks after yeah. the wedding. And it was it was like good to see, you know, a couple of those people again. Uh, Stuber. Stuber was hilarious in that movie. And yeah. It was good to see he was an eternal. But yeah, to me that movie didn't didn't have to be made. You know, I, I understand telling that chunk of the story. And that's one of the things I don't think I agree with a lot of the Marvel fans. I don't think they need to get the story too big. I don't really want to see Galactus. I'm kind of worried about what they're going to do with Kang. I think it's. I think the stories are better when they're more contained. We don't really need to go that deep into the whole cosmic side of the house. Mm-hmm. Not saying that we need to just focus on just Earth, but maybe do some exploration, but not make it too deep into the cosmic side because I think and like I, like I said earlier, you can do a lot more comics than you can in movies. But I think with them trying to tie all these movies together, it would be better to kind of streamline the story and not go so much on the cosmic side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I always take cues from, uh, you know, uh, long-form storytelling. Right. Because when you have long-form storytelling, 
whether it is a thousand page novel or whether it is a show that has been on like Supernatural that's yeah. been on you know television for you know 20 years or whatever right yeah or, or you know you have to have a lull or you have to have some type of break in order to kind of reset and restart uh, pretty much that's the reason why you have prologues oh, yeah. in certain uh, certain books or in certain movies or you have epilogues yeah. you have something to kind of tie, tie some things together or at least kind of project where you're going while you take a break and then you kind of you know circle the horses and come back and I don't think that we've had that prologue in the MCU well, at least we've had it, but it, it you know, they've been trying to chug along and say, okay, this is phase this and phase that. Yeah. No, I, I, I really would like to see Marvel just kind of get out of phases and then let it happen kind of organically, right? Just say, yeah. all right, uh, this we're going to release Black Widow. It's not so much a phase, it's just something we wanted to do. Uh, or we're going to release this, and then we're going to take a six-month break, and then we'll come back, and then, you know, to everything you know fast forward because sometimes that's what happens sometimes yeah. the epilogue could be like all right fast forward five years in the future yeah. right five years in the future now we're in a different timeline things are different and then you drop everybody in the middle of this five-year jump ahead okay yeah everybody's the, the same way they did with endgame all right it went from infinity war to endgame and then they did a five-year jump why not do another five-year jump and maybe some other things are different. Maybe some things have happened within that five years. Give us a movie and let's explore what happened in that five years to bring everything together. That That's also, yeah, and it also gives you a chance to kind of let your characters grow, let yeah. your characters be some other things, uh, let your characters like naturally age because some of these people like Paul Rudd is not going to be able to be Ant-Man forever. That's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is not going to be Thor forever, right? Like, it gives you a chance to kind of say, all right, this is what we're doing. And tell the story, you know, not backwards, but from the middle to the front and from the front to the end. I like you know that. So it's, 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 it's different story tactics you could take like it. Storytelling tactics you could take like that to, to, uh, to kind of flesh it out and to help it out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid though like I'm really hoping because from all indications Black Panther 2 looks amazing uh, right. based on the trailer we just seen uh, but uh, I, I don't know where we're going but we, it's almost time for us to wrap up but before we do we got to get into one more thing just one more thing oh yeah uh, one more thing uh, and that is the Cassian Andor trailer oh my goodness it was pretty awesome. It was, it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. I, I, I totally enjoyed it. And, and I'm looking forward to the series. And if you look at at the um, at Star Wars post Disney connection, mm -hmm. I think the movie that most people, or the I won't even say movie, the 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 product most people have universally said was pretty much the best some controversy here and there but Rogue One and yep. Rogue One pretty much is the part of the story we're going to get from Andor and from the trailer I'm assuming this is a prequel because 
in Rogue One, like I like to call it, saving Private Ryan in space when they killed everybody to get those plans. Uh, I'm assuming this is how we got the plans. This is this is the Andor series, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. The only thing which might be a negative, maybe not, is that this doesn't have those A-list characters. There's no Vader. There's no Jedi. There's no Han Solo involved in this. But the characters from the movie were were good. I think it would have been, well, this will give us more to go on with them. Because most of those characters were, were basically invented just for Rogue One. And then they killed them off at the end of Rogue One. So we don't know much about them. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is a this is a good property coming. That I movie. agree with you. Uh, I, I actually like and embrace the fact that it doesn't look like we're getting any Jedi in this, right? Or any lightsaber action. Right. Because I think sometimes that's just a crutch. It's like a crutch, like for bad storytelling. <laughs> like, you know, storytelling, like, all right, throw a lightsaber in there. Throw a lightsaber <laughs> battle in there. Battles, It'll yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. I think Star Wars is, is, is made better when those lightsabers are used sparingly. Right, we're we're no longer in the High Republic. We're no longer in the prequel series where you know you saw lightsabers all the time. It was like a big thing in in uh, Clone Wars when you you yeah. went to Geonosis and then you went to the Battle Arena and then everybody had lightsabers and everybody's doing a different form of Jedi food. Right, that's exactly. different. But exactly. since then, we we've seen it, especially with Disney Plus, where these lightsabers are getting more ridiculous. Like you, you see Kylo Ren with the lightsaber. You know, and then the two blades come out on the hilt. Yeah. Uh, you know, or then you see uh, uh, Ray with her double boomerang lightsaber. Yeah. I, I embrace the fact that these lightsabers are, are <laughs> going to be sparingly used. Like, that's what made Rogue One to me. Rogue One was a good movie, a good movie, a yeah, good a movie good. all the way through until the last five minutes and it went from good to great because no one anticipated vader at the end like it was already a good movie i was like man this was it, watching the movie it, i was already like this is amazing this is a good movie i i like what they did here with even with bringing the plans with to princess leia and i know a lot of people say oh you know digital carrie fisher didn't look good and i i didn't care about that look good enough to me Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting perfection. Same thing with Tarkin. I'm not expecting perfection, but it told a good story, and I was cool with that. And then at the end, Vader popped in. And I'm hoping uh, maybe Vader doesn't pop in on this one. However, looking at the trailer, it's gritty. It brings forward the best part. To, the best part of that solo movie to me was when they were on that planet and they were actually fighting and Solo's running through this hell of laser fire and Adats are being destroyed. That's what Andor looks like to me. And if we get even a portion of, of that scene we got in Solo and Andor, I think everyone's going to be very happy with this. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a very good show. I'm going to take a slight departure on what you said. I love lightsabers. <laughs> if you say Star Wars, I think of lightsabers. I think of my childhood. Vader was one of the biggest villains of my childhood. And that red lightsaber meant so much. And Luke with his blue saber. And I love the prequels. I love all the lightsaber action. I like the lightsaber action in the prequels better than any other 
period we've seen in Star Wars. I because when they they were actually using actual sword fighting techniques. Mm-hmm. Versus Luke versus Vader, left, right, up, down, rinse and repeat. That was kind of boring when you look at the prequel stuff compared. Yeah. But I really liked Rogue One as well, even though it didn't have any lightsaber action until Vader goes off at the end. It's more of a military movie. It's more of a war mm-hmm. movie than it is what I typically think of with Star Wars. And yeah, I'm looking forward to Andor, and I think that's a... It's pretty creative to play off the Rogue One universe as that's something that's rarely been used. And maybe this is one of the benefits we're going to have from them finally getting Kathleen Kennedy out of the way. Hopefully. She's still there. She's still there. Wow. Well, hopefully wow. Her, her, her power her power has, has been diminished or something. She's the, she's the truth Sith Lord. She shot blue lightning all over yeah, all she's over, Palpatine. Over. That's it. She's yeah. Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, she's straight up Palpatine for real. And, and, but you know, looking at Andor, I only had one gripe about it. One gripe. One thing that took me way out of my comfort zone watching uh, watching the trailer, and that was when you first see Cassian's planet, which we assume right is a very poor planet. Right. Uh, so poor they can't afford laser rifles. They can only afford AK-47s. Now, I don't know how they got a Kalishnikov in a galaxy far, far away, but there it is nonetheless on full display. With, with, with I look, I think like a polymer clip as well, where you can see the bullets inside of it. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, that's just lazy. Like, don't, don't try to make a political statement about, you know, Fight. This is Star Wars. Leave us Star Wars. Don't don't do this. Leave us Star Wars. Yeah, they should have had some kind of laser rifle. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a straight up AK forty seven with the short to stop. And I'm wow. just like, dude. I like, are you serious? Yeah. You know, like you know, it might not be an AK forty seven, but it's like one of those AK versions. You know, you yeah. got different versions of AKs, but it, yeah. it's it's uh, it it was it looks like something Rambo would have used in <laughs> Rambo three. We go. Main weapon, and he just had to pick that one up. Yeah, yeah. desperation. Yeah. yeah, when they when they drop, remember when they dropped him in in, in Afghanistan? Yeah, and okay. he's uh, you know, blowing up the uh, helicopters with rockets and all. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Rambo three was awesome, and it makes most Americans forget that we used to be friends with Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, you know, fr- friends <laughs> with purpose. That was about it. <laughs> well, or should I say ally? Yeah. yeah. Enemy yeah. is my enemy is my ally. But but yeah. Yeah. yeah I love I love Rambo three. But yeah, totally. They they could have made some kind of generic machine gun if they have to show that these people need to use actual gunpowder and not lasers. Don't give us a recognizable <laughs> machine gun. Get yeah, some I mean, some crafty gun specialist to take three parts off this rifle and two parts off the next one and paint it green or something and give us some kind of alien machine gun. That would have made more sense than giving us an AK-47. Yeah, you could put a man on Tatooine, but you can't give him a laser gun. What's yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, for real. For real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, have, I have pretty good hopes for, for Andor and what they're going on for the future. Is Dave Filioni the one who's pretty much spearheading this one? Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, from all accounts that the scenery, the backgrounds, everything is like practical, uh, practical effects. Okay. And they've already said Andor is only going to be two seasons. 
which oh, okay. I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I love when somebody says, hey, you know, we only we're putting this out as a limited release. And a lot of people say, oh, I want more. I want more. More is not always better. Right. If, if you got a story to tell, tell your story. Everything doesn't have to be a trilogy. Everything doesn't have to be five seasons long. That's just that's just not how it goes. You know, you tell the story that you need to tell and then get out of there. Uh, and, and when you kind of run and, and even if it does go on longer, give it to somebody else. That's the problem we had with Game of Thrones. I would have much rather with Game of Thrones them giving it to somebody else and saying, OK, we're going to flesh out the rest of these books, because honestly, most of the content pretty much stopped halfway through book five. Right. But it was a whole bunch of stuff they left on the table. Uh, I would much rather them saying, hey, you know what? This is taking a lot of our life. We appreciate the Game of Thrones fans. We're going to yeah. give it to some more writers and directors. And we're going to sit back and enjoy it as fans now. I would much rather them see, seeing them do that instead of rush, uh, rush to finish it. And then we got a subpar uh, uh, season five. Or six, I mean, sorry, season uh, seven to eight. That was subpar. Both of those were, were subpar. It, were, it started in season six, but it culminated in seven to eight. And uh, I would yeah. I would rather seeing them just say, hey, you know what? We, we can't do this right now or take a break and then come back after a two year hiatus. We would all still been there. All the Game of Thrones fans. But I'm, I'm glad uh, the show writers and creators of Andor are saying, hey, you know what? Limited series. We're not going any further than this. It's all good. And then we're backing off. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Cool. Yeah, I think so. Right, right. If it's going to be two great years, then I think that'll be good. And maybe from there, you know, they can they can bring out something else. I really think on the on that side of the Disney house, Star Wars needs a, needs a definite win. Also, I think Kenobi was sort of a disappointment. The last episode was awesome, and we still need to fix Kenobi in the future podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Star Wars def definitely needs a win, and hopefully Andor is it. I saw that they have an Ahsoka series coming, so I have pretty good hopes for that one. And I would love to see them go backwards, because I really, as I said earlier, I love the lightsaber era. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's go back to when Yoda was a Padawan. Let's tell those stories of the High Republic. Yeah. When the Sith Lords might have been rare, and the Sith Lords might have been... Or this could have been the time when the Sith was plentiful before the rule of two, before Darth Bane came mm -hmm. along. Show us something like that and give us some more high lightsaber action. But, I can go with that. Yeah. And, and I, I think we're getting uh, a tale of the Jedi show, uh, which is coming out soon, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And uh, hopefully it, it follows uh, some of the other Jedi stories that are out there. It's some good stuff, man, out there with like uh, Star Wars Legacy by Dark Horse Comics. Yeah. That's some really good stuff that came out. Tales of the Jedi, I think that was also Dark Horse Comics, but that told the, the story of uh, a brother and sister Jedi, and one was seduced by the dark side, and the other one was able to kind of uh, fight off that uh, seduction. Okay. Uh, which, which I thought was going to pretty much, when we watched uh, Force Awakens, I thought that was going to be uh the uh premise of the force awakens i thought that was really going to be the setup for that with finn and ray one of them being seduced by the dark side and the other one being able to maintain uh the light side within them right. 
and then redemption at the end. However, they went a different way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> it was episode four of the remix. Oh my yeah. God. Look, man, that, look. <laughs> no, the less, and, and, and I never thought we would get to this point, right? I never thought that we would get to the point where streaming shows for Star Wars would be outperforming uh, at least storyline wise and critically and, and as far as with critical acclaim yeah. that they're outperforming what we get in the movie theater like that was that was never the case for a long time uh, and, and then we start getting the Clone Wars which was excellent and then we got Rebels again which was excellent and you know I, I, if anybody who's listening to our podcast I'm about to cut off in a minute because <laughs> we're like way over but if you're listening to our podcast and you've never watched the Clone Wars, like I understand, like the first couple seasons, they kind of drag a little bit. They kind of grab, you know, they're kind of finding their footing. But man, once you start hitting that third and fourth season, wow, it, the stakes are high. Or if you were like me, like I was a later dop- a later adopter of Star Wars Rebels. I didn't watch that right, right away. Uh, but that that's another good one, man. Some of the best Star Wars stories you can ever find are in Rebels. Yep, Rebels is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I was a little bit late getting in on the Clone Wars mm-hmm. simply because I knew, I knew what happened immediately after. And I guess that was kind of like, you know, I know what happens. I know Luke turns to the, I mean, uh, Anakin turns to the dark side. So why do I need to watch what leads up to it? man? And, and, you know, once again, when that intersection of boredom and curiosity hits, sometimes you find the gem. So I was, I was, you know, channel surfing. I got onto my smart apps and I clicked on it. I watched one episode, then I watched two, and I might have watched three or four that, that same, you know, that first day. And I, I pretty much got, got hooked on it then, too. So, so yeah, they, they've done much better with the streaming show. I even read somewhere that they're looking to move towards streaming as their focus more so than movie. And that's sort of disappointing that they would kind of neglect that part of it. But maybe they just need to get a few wins and then they'll say, okay, now let's tackle, let's tackle movies again. And I really want them to go past that corridor of what happens between three and four. Because that's the Mandalorian, that's the Kenobi series, that's Basically, right after the Clone Wars, that's the same time frame as Andor. Let's go past that that episode three and a half point. Mm-hmm. And going forward with the, with the Ray and Finn, I don't really want to go forward again next. So let's go way back. Let's show a young Yoda learning the Force, or or some some characters maybe from some of the great novels they've had from what happens 200 years before episode one or something. And, and, and see, well, Mando actually happens after Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh does it? Yep, Mando takes right, place. Right, right. yeah, because he got yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. with um, Boba Fett getting out of the, Sar- the, the Sarlacc pit. My fault. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they really... <clears throat> you remember how it used to be in the day, back in the day? They would do a retreat. Like, they do a company retreat, and mm-hmm. then they would plan for the next three or four years what something's going to look like. And I think that when you take Lucas out of it, because a lot of those films, they didn't use any of Lucas's ideas. 
they yeah. decide we're gonna do this. So now what you have with Star Wars is you really have two ideologies, right? You got Kathleen Kennedy and those who are connected with her uh, doing one thing. And then you kind of got, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni who are doing something else. And this is why we're getting a mis- mismatch, um, uh, a mix match mm-hmm. in the content we're getting because you have two I- different ideologies going forward. And I really think Kenobi could have been way better than what it was because I-, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was it was just it was it was ill it was ill informed and ill placed, right? It was ill, yeah. Ill, it was ill planned to me. Like it was like you know I know they were working on it for a long time, but it felt like they had just rushed it together. Yeah. Uh, but you know I, I think it could have been way better had they took the approach that Mando took with it. The, you know the serious tone, uh, the story first tone, because you could tell the difference. In something the story first, uh, as opposed to something that may be politically charged, or it may have some other undertones that they're trying to push forward. There's nothing wrong with all that other stuff, yeah. but do it within the confines of good storytelling. Then right. people will get on board and they will say, "Okay, I understand this. I get it. I see the message you're trying to get across. I'm also entertained, and I don't feel that you were putting that above the story you're trying to tell." And, yeah. and that's pretty much what we want to see. We want to see story first. So, uh, Andor looks good. It looks, it, right. it looks, yeah, it looks like it's following the vein of Mandor. So I'm hoping for a, uh, even though it's pushed back to September release, because we were supposed to get it this month, but it's pushed back to September. So okay. well, let's see like, what happens there. Nice month, man. Yeah. yeah. It's not like those pushbacks when you go from August to next March or something. So, yeah. Yeah, this was yeah. I'm looking forward to, it, and I'm hoping that they can they can use this for some positivity, some traction to kind of get them going back in the right direction. Like I say, both sides of the House of Mouse need need to be improved. The oh, Marvel man, side look. and the Star Wars side. Uh, look, I don't know what Disney's doing. Disney's taking an L in a lot of areas yeah. right now. Yeah. A lot of areas. You look at what happened with Lightyear. Uh, you know, you look. Never in my life would I have thought that Buzz Lightyear would have been outperformed by the Minions. Like wow. the Minions have made hand over fist wow. more money uh, <laughs> than Lightyear, and the projections were way off. Same, same thing with Thor. Uh, yeah. So Disney's they they're taking some L's here, and I, I think I haven't seen subscriber counts yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if. They lost a bunch of people on Disney Plus, but we'll see. But that that's about it for our show, man. Thank you as always. Oh yeah, uh, thank you too. This, this is this has been awesome. Thank you to the Four Milk family for for joining us for for this long conversation on Batgirl and Andor. Yeah, I'm, uh, this this episode is going to be titled uh, <laughs> Batgirl <laughs> Batgirl Constellation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. WB Hot Girl Summer. That's <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. WB Hot Girl Summer, Hot Bat Girl Summer, maybe. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. All right, family. We thank you all for uh, being part of this podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and uh, turn on your notifications. 
wherever you listen to your podcast. That way you can be sure to catch up with us in all of our shenanigans and our mispronunciation of names and messing up of storylines. But we have a great time doing it. And, it. and until we see you guys again, be awesome and be well.